In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDESGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDESGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. I just came back from the salon and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. guys, it's Andy's girls. Listen, I, 
We just need to talk a little bit about Beverly Hills, okay? The Beverly Hills, it's episode, I don't know, leave me alone. The Beverly Hills premiere just aired. I'm recording, what day of the week is it? Wednesday? I'm recording this Wednesday night. Now, technically, I was sent a screener of the premiere as I was Salt Lake City. I don't get screeners for the whole season, but for the premieres of all the shows, I get screeners. I don't have a great track record of remembering to watch them. And it's like the fine art of not watching it too quickly because you can watch it as soon as you send it. It's just you can't discuss anything that's covered on the episode. It's embargoed, can't share any images or anything um, until the episode has aired. And then you can share what's what's shown in the episode everybody sees. Um So it's sort of there's sort of like a science to it, because I don't want to watch it immediately, because then I'm going to be thinking about the episode, it would be difficult for me in a conversation with a guest a month before the premiere to be like, gosh, I don't know what's happening if I've already seen it. And you also just want to have it, you know, close to your memory so that you can have um, as organic a reaction as possible. And Lord knows, in the world of Bravo, obviously, with the news continuing to ebb and flow and the rumors and the page six and apparently some shit from in touch today um things are always changing and that can certainly affect and impact a person's reaction to the premiere when you have the benefit of more information normalize changing your mind based on new information um our little ag lingo over here but also i forget so (laughs) i was going to watch it last night and record this episode. And then I'm just riding this train called Bosch on Amazon Prime, which I started, I don't even know, yesterday or the day before. And I'm at a terrifying episode count in that 24 or 48 hour cycle. Um, So I just, you know, I just watched it live. I watched it with the people. We are the people. So I just watched it and that honestly, really funny. Watch what happens. I was among many people who was slightly horrified at um, Teddy Joe sitting with Kyle because number one, it's Kyle. Number two, with everything that has happened with Kyle, um, ma'am deserves to sit alone. She does not need a second guest. But then I started thinking about it and like Kyle does like um, Mama Rose Teddy a little bit. There is a little bit of like gypsy energy. And I don't mean that as an insult, but just like making sure my little sister, but like also other relationshipy dynamics happening, like a maternal stuff too. Um, make sure that she's like a part of the magic. But then, you know, there's also, I think, some reality here of like Kyle may have requested Teddy coming. I, I don't think that was really um, a suggestion coming beginning with Bravo and watch what happens. But I feel like Kyle may well have suggested it or whatever, just so that she felt more comfortable. And owing to what it was that she was going to be asked, which obviously happened, there were questions that needed to be asked. Andy understood and I'm sure Kyle did too. I think it was really helpful that Teddy was there. Also her like pre- um, sort of prepackaged little sarcastic quips, meaning Teddy's were um, funny as, I mean, funny to experience as was Andy sort of handling her and not giving her moments when she thought she was being really funny. And he was like, you're not Tamara. Like Tamara can barely get away with some of the stuff that she says to me. She can get away with a lot. But then sometimes she crosses a line that she thinks she can and it's not necessarily the greatest reaction. And Andy was applying some of that energy of like, I'm not going to pretend to laugh at this moment. You're you're 
acting like an idiot. But then, you know, the the chemistry and synergy and whatever else actually made to me an interesting episode. Okay, but we need to talk about the Beverly Hills premiere. Because I so I didn't know what to expect. And I try not to watch um, previews when Bravo drops them. Um, because then at a certain point, it's like you're essentially watching 70% of the episode or maybe the most interesting parts of an episode on social days before. So what are we then looking forward to watching? Like some like prepositions throughout? I mean, you're giving me verb noun energy. So like, what else is happening here? Um, although I did watch a Potomac preview talking about um, Robin and Juan, and it was exceptional. And I will always be grateful that I just immediately without thinking the best thing I've done all week was just like, yep, watching that immediately. And it was phenomenal. So if you haven't, it's like a, a couple minutes long. If you haven't watched that clip that Bravo put out, could not more highly recommend it. It is like, I was shocked. It was such a heavy drag in the edits. And it was I was screaming. It was honestly like EGOT. It was phenomenal editing. And you know, Potomac knows what the fuck they're doing. So anyway, all that to say, I know that there had been a photo of Lisa Rinna that had been shared on a lot of social media accounts, um, because it was a part of some preview. And I tried not to like see it or hear a lot about it because I wanted to see the email in the context of the episode, which I then watched and watched tonight. And honestly, I thought the episode was really strong. The energy was very different. I actually also felt like, you know, Beverly Hills often does like a little bit of a glamour filter where everything just feels she, 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 she. I did not get that vibe at all. Like I actually thought the lighting felt different. It felt more grounded or realistic in a way that I wasn't expecting for Beverly Hills, where BH seems to like, and maybe it's because it's the first episode and Lord knows there's a lot going down. Maybe that will happen as they do their fancy pants parties and everything else and have their hashtag Sutton concept life as she, you know, gallops on her pony that she had FedExed from the Netherlands as one does. Um, I, God, God bless her. What's the pony's name? I forgot the name of the horse, but I mean, she felt an energy in his eyes. And it's exactly how I feel almost never on Hinge. Um, so I was really honestly into the energy of the premiere because it just felt different. It felt, I don't want to say it felt darker. That's not the word. It felt moodier to me than um, previous premieres, noting that we had like Dorit's break in as a premiere episode, which was just honestly very depressing to watch. It was like just very intense. This was not that. This was to me moodier and it there was a depth there in scenes that I wasn't expecting to happen in the premiere episode that I'm so thankful did happen because I feel like there's just a lot to discuss. But we just need to take one second to talk about this Lisa Rinna um, email. So it was a part of, I guess, Erica Jane talking about like, she lost her friend. And so that's, you know, one her big um, alliance is no longer. Um, although I do think Erica will be perfectly fine this season. But so Lisa Rinna sends an email on September 10th, 2022. Most important for my purposes and my interest is that the email was sent at 12.13.01 a.m., a.k.a. just after midnight. Now, I thought to myself, right as this flashed, oh, 12.13 midnight, it's probably they're thinking like Eastern and she sent it at 9. No, no, it was 12.13.01 a.m. 
Pacific. So she sent this just after midnight. I don't know what day of the week September 10th was, but certainly something happened that pissed her the fuck off. So she sent an email to somebody at NBC Universal in response to some other part of an email thread, the subject line being one more. So that was in reply to it. Don't know what that was about. And she said, I something, a name um, blocked out. I will not be renewing my contract and I will not be coming back to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Thank you so much for eight years. Couple exclamation points. I think I see four. All the best, Lisa. Now, I know that this email has been used, and I don't mean that in like a negative way, but just like um, shown as a as a part of, look, she wasn't lying. She really did quit the show. Obviously, this email happened, but I think it was a part of a little bit of a tantrum. It being sent after midnight in some way in relation to, I assume, the reunion or something else with timing. To me, it feels like someone being like, and I'm done. So if she sent this late at night, saying she was resigning, I wouldn't be surprised if at a point shortly thereafter, someone on her team or Lisa or someone else was like, um, cool. So I know that she resigned, but also we might be open to her continuing. I don't think that this was the end of Lisa's story on BH. I don't think that this email was it. It just feels like one of many things that Lisa Rinna has done, which has been a guttural punch and Sometimes she circles back to those things and sometimes she doubles down. But I don't know if the reason that Lisa Rinna is no longer on the show is entirely because of this. She may have also understood the temperature in the room had really changed for her from an audience perspective and maybe from like her own capacity for a level of toxicity perspective. And I I assume that that also played a, a big part in this. I don't begrudge her for that. I think she was probably like, what's the, why am I putting up with this? But I also think just financially and everything else, she wouldn't walk away from that kind of money. And we're talking depends plus plus. We're talking like a double layer of depends, although she made a million dollars with depends. So through the course of her years on Housewife, she's not making depends money per season on BH, but she's making whatever depends is, you know, not well-known pampers or something. She's making like, you know, maybe three quarters of a pampers situation. Um, So I don't know that that was really the end of the story. So I just kind of wanted to share that and have that be a part of the public record because I was like, okay, got it. She sent an email. And she quit, and I believe she quit, but I don't think that was the the end of the conversation of whether or not Lisa was going to return, if you know what I'm saying. Okay, so just a couple things. I know that I'm going to be getting into this episode on this weekend's Andy's Girls, and also tonight is Andy's Girls Live with special guest Crystal Kong Minkoff. Ryan Bailey and I are hosting together. It's a virtual live show trying to hit a tickets goal so that I can hopefully attend BravoCon, which is <laughs> a week from now. And unfortunately, because I did not receive um, needy rates for the hotels, which are, I have to say this is laughing, I got off the phone with a hotel chain earlier tonight and they were like, it's $1,000 a night and I just, I couldn't stop laughing. I really couldn't. Um, so this will hopefully, um, if I hit my tickets, go hopefully, um, I don't know, I can get a fourth of a toilet somewhere <laughs> or something to 
to. Listen, Sonia Morgan has found incredible ways to bathe herself using a bidet. So I've got a lot of inspiration ahead of me. Um, but anyway, I think we're about 49, 49 tickets away from hitting our goal. So if you want to hear Ryan Bailey and I opine about all things BH and more, I would love your support. You do not need to join live. You get a week to watch. Um, and tickets are uh, $15 day of the show and available at patreon.com. So I just about to say patreon.com. Well, you can join that too. I mean, God bless. They're available at moment.co slash Um, So just wanted to share that. I'm excited to talk to Crystal. And I'm really curious for her thoughts about the reunion. And also there was a fucking shit ton that came out today in, in the news that I want to get her thoughts on. So um, and I think we're like 49-ish tickets away. So um, would appreciate your support. Uh, but circling back, Dorit and P- PK. So here's my fucking issue with Kyle and Dorit right now, both of whom I, re- I really can't say hashtag I stand about them as a duo, but you know, Kyle is in my forever top five. And I, I really enjoy Dorit. But here's my fucking issue is that over the course of many seasons, we have been led to believe that these women are genuine, deep, off-camera friends. And I say being led to believe with a little bit of sarcasm, but I genuinely think that they are good friends, as, as good as I think a close friendship can be their husbands, seemingly, are also very close. And we watch on the premiere... Dorit and PK discuss the fact that they didn't know anything about Kyle and Mo. And then we have a watch what happens where listeners are or viewers, whatever, are asking Kyle and Teddy Joe whether with their reaction to news that came out today that allegedly PK and Dorit are maybe Splitsville or heading for divorce or this is all in touch. I need a confirmation. I personally need some sort of like leak to people.com situation. I need something more substantial um, than the uh, info that in touch is sharing. But I mean, the fact that on the premiere, PK and Dorit were like, I had no idea. This is shocking. And then on Watch What Happens Live, Kyle is seemingly dumbfounded about the news that PK and Dorit might be no longer. And I don't know if that is because she really does not, she had no idea of any information that they weren't doing well or that she didn't know that information was shared publicly. But I am struggling right now because I don't understand how someone like Kyle who is so connected to sisterhood, a word that I think is tough for her at this moment, who looks, I mean, we all have family, right? Friends who you feel are family. For Kyle, these surrogate sisters are so important in her life. Her relationship with Teddy Joe is a sisterhood to me. This, These are women who look at each other as family and maybe, arguably, seemingly obviously closer than Kyle's current relationship with her sisters. This is someone who I think both women feel is going to be in their life, in each other's lives forever. And God bless. With Dorit, I mean, I kind of thought the same. And it's, I'm just confused because I do think that Kyle depends on her friendships and especially on her friendships with other women that she really does share with them. And I want to know who it was that Kyle was talking about as things became rocky with PK. And I'm just so, uh, sorry, (laughs) LOL, rocky with um, Mo. And I'm just so 
confused about the fact that Dorit didn't have that information? Like, wouldn't she be sharing that if she did? And PK seeing seeming kind of not flustered about it, but, you know, in his own PK way, I, I really sort of can't get over that because I just think it's really surprising. And, and it's not to say that they're putting on a front of, you know, we're, we are acting like we're closer than we are. It just makes a person wonder who Kyle had in her inner circle when things were falling apart. And I just really would think that Dorit would be one of those people. It's, it's surprising to me. It's genuinely surprising. The other part that I thought was really interesting was Kyle talking about the fact that she was really disappointed in Dorit and Sutton not vocalizing support for her at the reunion and and saying that she felt like she was drifting off alone, which was very impactful phrasing. And, you know, Garcelle's response essentially saying, I was confused by your behavior and by the fact that you're more upset at Dorit and Sutton and that you weren't going after the people coming after your family, i.e. Rinna and Erica Jane. And Kyle, I think, found herself and probably still does find herself in a position where it's to her a a lose-lose. Like she felt like she couldn't defend Kathy because she felt that Kathy needed to fully own up to her role in dragging Kyle and Kyle's family. And it felt like there was a little bit of a performance here of sisterhood, again, using the phrase sisterhood, that Kyle felt like she deserved based on the closeness. Again, how close is she to Dorit? This is also confusing. But I do think that they're close. The closeness and um, the respect that she had in her friendships with Dorit and with Sutton and felt like, you know, she accused Sutton, which I was like, is she making a joke about this? Or does she really think this? That one of the reasons that Sutton wasn't coming forward was because Sutton is very happy with her party invitations from Kathy Hilton and didn't want to hurt those in any way. And obviously, Sutton runs in socialite circles. I don't know that that is the reason why Although it's possible you wouldn't want to make enemies of someone, but I also think it's such a strange position because Kyle's expectation, which I understand, is that she wanted Dorit and Sutton to really stand up and defend her. But Garcelle's point is also valid, which is like, why weren't you going? You're asking for people to vocalize for you, but I think there was also an expectation that you would vocalize at least against Erica and Rinna, and it's a complicated dynamic, you can technically still do it and carry an an amount of upset toward your sister while also saying to these two people on stage, like, you're not helping and I don't appreciate what you're saying to my sister. And I get that at that point, and certainly now, Kyle felt like she didn't need to defend Kathy because she was still upset about what Kathy did to her. And I think it's tough and it's also the edit and everything else. But I think you could do, if you wanted to, two things at once, which is really going after Erica Jane and Rena, and also hoping that people will come to your defense And also continuing to talk to your sister about the fact that you feel like she's not 
supporting you and is in fact adding on to that being aggressive and is expecting you to just stand in front of her and stand in the lie in front of the, you know, in the line of fire. I think it's very complicated and it also gets into the show within the show, also known as the show. And this whole idea of what support means when you're filming a TV show that's more about conflict than it is conflict resolution. Often the conflict resolution feeds into the idea of future conflict. But the idea of resolution is is sort of the theme of reunion, right? We start off a reunion with like, man, I hope by the end of this episode, we'll come to a point three parts to 17. We'll come to a point where you two can find your way back to each other. But until then, it is going to be a deep, dark battle. And So the resolution is like dangling the carrot, but, you know, bunny rabbit needs to be fed a little bit more. (laughs) Like, we're giving that rabbit some steak. You know what I'm saying? So I I found myself really interested by that moment. And P.S., this is not going to be a full-on recap of every moment from – part uh, from part one, LOL, of I guess 20 parts um, from the premiere episode. I'll get into that on Andy Scrolls Live and I'll get into that on this weekend's episode. But I just wanted to get into my reaction to a couple moments that I found meaningful or interesting. So this is not intended to be the, and these were the three things that happened and nothing else, um, which I think you guys know about AG at this point. Sometimes we will focus on an episode and it's many parts over the course of possibly a month. <laughs> even longer. Um, But I think that 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 is, to me, an interesting moment. I also really appreciated the conversation between Kyle and Dorit later on in the episode where they talked about their marriages in a way that felt, to me, more honest than they have on camera before. And I think what's happening now, I don't want to say it's like gritty or Beverly Hills because that feels... (laughs) Like, that doesn't quite work. But it, it to me, again, there was like a moodier, more connective sense of things than I have seen with other Beverly Hills plot arcs or reunions, however you want to think about it and keep it in mind, which I really appreciated. And also, I really don't understand what is happening with Dorit and PK. I don't have a real sense of what's actually going on. And when people separate, if and who's to say that they really are? We don't know. We don't have confirmation. Um, but if and when a couple separates, it is for some people a separation. I mean, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, a separation can sometimes mean a separation of like, we just need to figure our stuff out. And currently the ways that we are operating is not working. In other times, it could just be looking at this relationship and being like, it's over. But I don't know how to end this. Because if you have kids together, your families are intertwined, is it ever really over? So there can be moments of like a separation just being like, this is a pause, it will continue, we are going in a direction. um, But we're just not there yet we still have stuff that we need to work out and maybe we're not in a rush. There are many ways to think about separations. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. 
Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorinda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Paris is always a good idea, and when I schlep on over to Europe to my favorite city in the world, I bring with me a few important phrases that I have learned from housewives. C'est bon, c'est bon. Chic, c'est la vie. Je m'appelle the Countess. N'est-ce pas, Luanne? <laughs> and while those key phrases are important when speaking to any French bravoholic for other matters of life, that's where Rosetta Stone comes in. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including, of course, French. It features fast language acquisition. It immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, to listen, and to think in that language. It's an intuitive process. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. J'adore Chris Manzo. Et toi? There's a speech recognition filter which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's convenient with desktop and app options. And it's an amazing value. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Today. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. 
Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. The thing that I thought was really interesting is, I mean, I'll never get over hearing about um, Kyle and Mo and then having it confirmed. I'll never get over it. I think it happened the day before Independence Day, July 4, because I remember I was like, oh, I'm going to talk a little bit about this on AG. Um, happy holidays. And I... I just was so shocked. It's something that Andy said at the start of that Watch What Happens. Like, we've talked about this privately, but it feels really fucking weird. And that was exactly what he said on live TV. Really fucking weird to talk to you about this publicly. But I assume just even saying it out loud because Kyle and Mo were to me, honestly, like LVP and Ken Todd. I just never, ever saw the relationship breaking down in this way. But also, if you think about the ways that Kyle is reflecting on their separation, to me, it really does feel like a breakthrough. I think that Kyle has changed. I think that she has grown. I don't know what capped this all off on Watch What Happens. She said she's the one that initiated the separation. But I do think that the the premiere episode, which I keep referencing as a reunion, so apologies. I think that the premiere episode was such a window into the reality behind why they are separated in a way that kind of knocks you out of the prior notion that I had. Many people may not have, but at least that I had that's like, I still can't believe this is happening. And because there's been really kind of canny PR stuff, what Mo has tried to say while doing his Dancing with the Stars continued press um, that it was like, we're not, di- we're not divorcing. We're not talking about it. We're just like taking a little time, which could be true, but to me felt a little bit more strategic in his comms and maybe was a little bit of a troubleshoot because of rumors about his hand holding his partner, um, from DWTS. Did I do that? Sure. And, um, you know, the scenes and moments with Mo to me were really, enlightening. I mean, listen, Kyle herself said it. He should sort of know how many tattoos I have. If you had asked him a couple years ago, he would have known if there was like a change in a freckle. And the fact that he's not paying attention to her in that way is an eye opener, as was the moment when he said, to Kyle, who was like, essentially, I have five, I may get more. I will not allow that. Now, that to me was an aha moment 
maybe for Mauricio in saying that out loud and hearing what I said, but maybe that's too optimistic on my part, but certainly in Kyle's response, which is like, I'm not asking for your permission and go fuck yourself if you think I need it. And I think that's the point that Kyle is at in her life. I don't know what kicked it off. She has dealt with a lot on the show, off the show. Her very best friend of many, many years died very suddenly by suicide. Um, Was it in the last year? Maybe a little bit longer than that. She has dealt with a lot of uh, grief and upset. And the ways that trauma and just sometimes circumstances in life, not to say that that directly led to the moment she's at now, but I do think that for whatever reason, maybe it's just where she is in her life, her age, taking a moment to really think like for the next chapter at my life, of my life, she'll have many more, but the next chapter, who do I want to be? Like for many the chapters previously, somebody else was writing that story, the story of who I am and who I am in relation to maybe friends and family. My mom wrote a chapter. My sister keeps writing a fucking book. I got married. My first husband wrote a chapter. My current estranged husband wrote a chapter. The kids have an acknowledgments page. Like I want to be the one to make decisions of who I am moving forward. And I know that there's been a lot of focus on rumors or or speculation about Kyle's friendship with Morgan Wade. I think the importance, though, is in focusing on the ways that Kyle, to me, feels more grounded and centered and independent and also angry. I don't know that I've ever seen Kyle confidently, independently, calmly, which isn't necessary, express real true measures of upset that are not just like a singular little focus of something with Mo. I am seeing, to me, genuine upset about the ways that she does not necessarily feel seen, acknowledged, or respected in her relationship. And just the relationship, obviously, apparently, isn't working out for her. And that kind of direction and intensity I really appreciate it. It is to me also incredibly interesting to watch. And that moment where fucking Mauricio was like, before you go to whomever with whatever and get a little heart or whatever, you need me, me to say that's okay. I don't think Kyle would have responded well to that at any time, but especially not now. And there are moments where we can become challenged when our the foundation of our lives can shift. And there are so many reasons behind that. That can come from a place of grief. That can come from a place of trauma. That can come from a place of circumstance. That could come from a place of celebrity and fame and being like, okay, the way that people perceive me is so antithetical to the way that I see myself and the way that I that I who I believe I am that I need to make some big changes. I don't think that's what led to this, but it is just to say that within the world of reality TV and outside of it, there are many reasons that people can just make big changes and I appreciate that Kyle is doing that. She's saying I didn't feel good about decisions I was making when I was drinking, so I am no longer drinking. Seven and a half months, I think she had said. She's making changes. She's getting up every day and working out because it makes her feel, I think, more connected to herself. She is doing things 
that require to me a lot of consistency and strength. And there's also a lot of strength in saying something about this relationship is not right. And for to see her grow in that way and choose the direction she wants to go down, not because she is someone's mother or sister or friend or partner, spouse, but because she wants to make the decision of the life she wants to leave. I'm sorry. I think that's like fucking incredible. And it doesn't take away from, I know that Kyle's a divisive figure. I get it. Listen, my number one is Shannon. You don't think I understand how this shit works with some of the choices that we make. I get it. But I also really appreciated that episode. And I felt like there was just so much with Kyle that I'm really excited to unpack, especially with people who are going to feel differently because Kyle can be really divisive. And because some of her behavior last season, I had forgotten. I'd blocked it out of my memory for spiritual self-care, that fucking moment with Sutton, I mean, moments with Sutton, goddamn Diana. No, absolutely not. We can't. Trigger warning. (laughs) We can't. We can't go near it. Shout out to Diana and her lawyers. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, So also she had a baby recently. So like genuinely mazel tov. But anyway, uh, (laughs) continuing. That's hopefully the last thing that I'll ever. But anyway, it to me is just really interesting. I'm curious for other people's thoughts. And also I will be recording a Satchel Spectacular, getting your reactions to the BH premiere. So I'm so curious for how you feel about the premiere episode and everything that went down. And while I will be getting into this more on AG Live, which again, you don't need to join live. You get a week to watch and it's virtual. Um, And certainly on the next AG Classic, I do just want to say that in an episode that felt really to me powerful at moments and and certainly very interesting, the conversation between Garcelle and her sons about parenting, about being, um, you know, being a mom, obviously, and traveling and being an actor and the fact that she feels like herself when she is working, which is a powerful thing to hear someone say, and hearing her son communicate what it is that he needs and needed, while it was obviously very complicated and you could say upsetting to hear, certainly to be a parent in conversation with your 15-year-old twins and have one of your sons say, the ways that you are asking me what you can do to be a better mom, I no longer need. I needed them two years ago. I think that's really complicated. But what I will say is the fact that he communicated that at 15 years old, I can barely do that at 26-ish. I can <laughs> spiritually mid-20s plus. 27? I'll, I'll say 28 for today. I'll give you guys that gift. Um, muzzle tough. I, I just felt like Listen, it's a complicated dynamic. I thought it was a really powerful scene. But the fact that he said that and he was able to communicate it in that way and and so calmly was to me incredible. I don't, I cannot imagine from Garcelle's perspective receiving that. I mean, that had to be an entire shock to the system blow. But for him, I mean, it has to, It to me, it shows you what a great job Garcelle and her ex-husband have done with raising these boys be, who are young men. Because the ways that 
especially when a son is communicating to his mom and saying, you weren't there for me when I needed you. Absolutely, we understand it. We can discuss it. We can deep dive it. But the fact that he was respecting her, listening to her, she was listening to him, and that he was able to have that kind of calm conversation, to me, the tools that Garcelle and her husband have like imparted on their kids, which enabled him to have that kind of conversation with his mom, was unbelievable to me. So I don't want to take away from the fact that it was certainly upsetting for Garcelle, complicated. I am not a child of divorce. Um, but many people are. And so I would like to hear those perspectives as well. Would love to unpack them on a Satchel Spectacular. And again, guys, if you're new to AG, first off, welcome. Um, and Satchels of Gold are your thoughts and feels, questions and concerns named in honor of Her Holiness Kelly Cloren Ben Simone from Scary Island. And you can send them to me over Instagram at Dame Galley or a thesis. You know, I love, I love an index, I love chapters by emailing Andy's Girls Show at gmail.com. And you can also DM them to me over Patreon at patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. Many routes to get to me. Um, I would really, really be curious for thoughts of parents, of people who are parents who have gone through a divorce or um, are simply have had tough conversations with their kids of children of a, of divorced parents. I would find that really interesting. I really look forward to hopefully reading your satchels because I just thought that conversation was so nuanced. But the 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 thing, the takeaway for me, and that's coming maybe from the place of not um, having had my parents get divorced, which is another conversation. But um, the fact that I, I just really had so much respect, not only for um, her sons in that moment, also filming that scene in front of a camera crew, not easy stuff. Um, that's an additional complication. But the ways that they were able to have that conversation, I just was like, wow, you know, like, honestly, claps to the mic for that, because it was incredibly impactful. And, you know, emotional maturity and communicative style, it's complicated to even think about because sometimes that maturity is the result, as um, her son said, of feeling like you maybe had to grow up and become independent before you were comfortable or maybe felt safe doing so emotionally. Otherwise, you know, he's 15 years old at 13. He didn't feel comfortable going to his mom and saying, and maybe he didn't have the words. Maybe he didn't know. Sometimes this happens years later of like, you know what? I was dealing with stuff two years ago and I really could have I would have appreciated having you then at that point, but he may, well, he's a child. He might not have known what it is that I'm looking for. What I found really impactful genuinely was just the ways that he was able to communicate how he felt, which I think is in great service to his growth and his abilities. And in, you know, with a lot of respect to Garcelle and her ex, whose husband I want to say is Mike, but I think I might be fucking that up. So apologies. Um, His name is Garcelle's ex. So listen, more to come. I just needed to touch on those points. Also, the fact that, I mean, if you haven't watched that Watch What Happens, I know that Teddy Joe is a hashtag trigger, hashtag trigger warning, hashtag um, accountability, <laughs> hashtag all out. But I would say that it's definitely worth watching. And Lord, the questions that were coming were so timely. This whole thing of Kyle deleting an Instagram post supporting Mo on Dancing with the Stars after she saw photos of him holding hands with his Dancing with the Stars partner, getting into that and how upset she was. 
there's a lot there to unpack. And I think this season is going to be really interesting. I'm excited to get into some of the Erica Jane of it all, some of the Sutton of it all. Shout out again to that pony from the Netherlands. They're... Um, their afternoon of sort of like spiritual connectiveness is how I would describe that moment. And I am someone who loves that. I mean, I love the idea of calm. I love the idea of internal work. That is maybe the first part is surprising to you. The second part probably is not. I'm a sound bath bitch. Like I love, love, love. I once had a sound bath in Miami and the room changed color throughout it. And I had like an emotional breakthrough. And then I remember there was a talk after and one of the people who was an attendee was like, I don't understand what just happened. I think this was a waste. And I was like, I get that. But I, I didn't say anything in, re in response. But I was also like, oh, I had a very different experience than you did at this moment. So I firmly support um, any kind of moment or afternoon or group dynamic that revolves around people potentially feeling vulnerable enough to share their thoughts as Dorit did and Erica did it, with a little bit of an asterisk and um, reactions when people do not. So um, more to come from that, dare I say, to be continued. But in the meantime, send me your satchels. DM them to me on Instagram. You got the page, AG Patreon, Satchel Spectacular coming out soon. So let me know your satchels of gold. Um, no voice notes, please. Um, and include your first name in town, por favor, unless you'd like it to be anonymous. Just let me know that. And hope to see you at Andy's Girls Live with Ryan Bailey and Crystal Kong Minkoff. My goodness. What is there to discuss? I was going to ask her about Rena. Then I was like, you know what? There's some Teddy stuff that I'm also curious about. Um, so join us at Andy's Girls Live. We are, again, 49 tickets away from a BravoCon budget goal. So um, would so appreciate your support. Get a week to watch at moment.co slash Andy's Girls. Thanks to the fine folks at Moment who've been so incredible to work with. And uh, more to come. I mean, happy Beverly Hills, guys. I don't know about you. First off, current housewife stuff, killing the game. Still can't get over how emo. I um, texted Bravo, Bravo, Ducking Bravo before she started the New York reunion part one. And I was like, just prepare yourself because this is going to be like a little bit of a shit show. It's very emotional. So I'm curious for what happens with part two. And I just feel like we have Potomac on the horizon. Miami is coming back, married to medicine feel like a lot of ages are the renaissance age of Bravo. I think we're getting a lot of gifts coming up. This is going to be um, a holiday season of Bravo episodes and a necessary escape. And um, I'm excited. I'm looking forward genuinely to this season of Beverly Hills. Maybe I'm the only one thinking this and more power to you if you disagree. I just felt like the emotion and the moodiness to me was evident on that premiere. I really did. Um, and I am curious to see where we go. And if next season. I'm already looking ahead. You know, you know me. If next season focuses or is a focus, has a focus on Dorit and Kyle as single women, I don't know where I am <laughs> at this point. It's just surprising to me. But life is a surprise and people change, relationships change, and the ability to acknowledge and recognize when you are going through sort of like just a little bit of a valley in your relationship versus seeing the entire landscape and having an understanding that this is not where I want to be um, is incredible. And um, I think it's 
gosh, so much of it is just, honestly, at the end of the day, it's obviously a lot of work regardless. And and Kyle and Mo have been together for so long. Dorit and PK have been together for a while. And I honestly really like both of those couples, but I, you know, the show is about Kyle and is about Dorit. And I want um, Kyle to feel good and be doing well. And she seems to be feeling really good and doing really well. And that is more important to me than anything else. And Mo can go fuck himself. Are you kidding me? I won't allow it. I'm sorry, sir. Nobody asked you, sweetie. Go hold what's her face's hand, okay? You've got a new friend. Um, But let me know your thoughts. (laughs) Let me know your thoughts on that. Um, Listen, he could have said, you know, I would have appreciated a conversation just to like understand like, you know, where your head's at. But the the words that he used were impactful and specific. And also some of his facial work at the beginning of the episode and the ways that he was like, who am I talking to now? I think he's he's being reintroduced to a new Kyle. And I am very into watching that reintroduction. I'm here for it. I got to tell you, I really am. So more to come on that. I know I said to be continued eight minutes ago, probably. And then I was like, one little PS. But again, welcome to Andy's Girls. (laughs) That's kind of the journey here. Um, So thanks so much for listening. I had to record this episode. I really did. I I am kind of glowing right now. And that's not just because I have a blow because I got my hair done. And we did a different color. We did a softer blonde. And it's taking me a moment to get used to in the ways that Kyle has seemingly adjusted really well to her new life. I just take two seconds when I go through any kind of change. But I did want to have a little glow up before AG Live. And I think I'm bringing one. So um, no tattoos, though. I got a temporary look at me to be continued. And then like eight more stories. I did once get a temporary little tattoo from Etsy because I was thinking actually why I referenced a heart earlier. There is one little tattoo that I have wanted to get for years. I don't have any. Um, And I got a little temp to like put on my arm just to see if I'd like it. But then I always forgot to put it on. So like, I don't know that tattoos are my journey. I think maybe sometimes remembering a temporary tattoo might be the journey for me. But either way, won't be relying on a permission slip in in which to make that decision. So kudos to us all. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate all of you. Um, my goodness, what a journey we have taken in the last couple weeks, in the last couple months. If you're an OG of the AG in the last several years, it's one of many reasons why I am hopeful to get to BravoCon. I've heard from several of you who are attending and or planning to attend, and um, hopefully I'll get there. And if you see me in the wild, please, please, please say hi. Would love to put a face to a DM. Tell me your thoughts on Shan. Hashtag safe space. What's your top five? What do you got cooking? And also, friend of the pod, Dylan Hafer, also known as Bravo by Betches, is doing those T-Swift style friendship bracelets. So if I can figure it out, and also if you have any kind of in at a hotel in Vegas, please let a girl know. Also, if I go to BravoCon, I'm going to LA after for several days. So if you or someone you know is looking for a house sitter in Los Angeles from the 6th to the 10th, where I will be recording, please let me know. <laughs> Would love that as well. Um... But I am going to be doing some T-Swift friendship bracelets. So come see me and grab one. I don't know how it works. I think it's like you trade or you take or leave a penny, take a penny. Either way, oh, look, it's a shiny penny. Um, Hopefully, heads up. You know what I'm saying? We we abide by penny law. Um, So I'll have some fun, sassy friendship bracelets um, 
because I actually did that during bra during BravGone LOL during deep COVID. I was doing friendship bracelets for some content creator pals and then sending them a bracelet with their favorite um housewife's name on it, including Dylan, actually. So um more on that to come. So if you're going to BravoCon, say hi to me, obviously. And I'll post a proposed schedule, though that's probably going to change 8,000 times of which panels I plan to attend. And um, and come grab a bracelet from me while I've, while I've got them. And come say hi. I want to see you. I want to say hello. I want to chit-chat. I want to sass while we're waiting in lines for an hour for a panel and yada yada and stuff. Um, it's going to be great. So uh, if you are not going to BravoCon, certainly there's going to be a lot to watch and follow on social and if you're going muzzle tough. And on that note, guys, happy Beverly Hills. She, 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 she. Diamonds and rosé and a seltzer spritz forever. And I will chat with you soon. Bye-bye.